Welcome to the Land Cave. We're living as nerds. I'm joined by Kevin and Owen. What? I'm not oh, Kevin. Yeah. Sorry. I'm Kevin and I am here. To yeah, talk sorry. About Kevin Kevin was in view and I switched to him and then the camera switched to Owen. So surprise, we're joined by Kevin this week. And Owen, as per usual, Kevin's dropped in to talk about some Final Fantasy VII demos. And in particular, because you guys have a lot of a lot of love and, and nostalgia for Final Fantasy VII, I, I I played it. I haven't finished it, but I'm really excited about the new one now. So I'm glad. I think that I think you uh, you're in the same camp as my wife in that she doesn't like Seven and she tried to get into it multiple times for Still different reasons. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, uh, to to my defense, I didn't know until afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it is till death to you part after the fact. And so it's like, well, I guess. Now okay. I'm like, ah, I screwed up. I mean, yeah. she appreciates Zelda. Okay. I mean, she doesn't. I, I'm trying to get her into Breath of the Wild. I think that'll be the one that she likes the most. Um, Breath of the Wild or Wind Waker, I think she'd really get into. Ocarina is really dated now. Um, it is. But, uh, but yeah. I mean, anyway. if you have a 3DS, you could. Uh, Ocarina 3DS looks pretty good. Oh, yeah. it's it's It plays pretty well. It's smooth. Um, I thought the graphics were updated enough. I need that on my Switch. Give me that on the Switch. No kidding. Yeah. Give me Majora's Mask on the Switch, baby. The superior title. Anyways. Mm -hmm. We'll have a debate on that. Spicy take. <laughs> we've, we've been playing a lot of games uh, this week, or some of us have been. Um, we'll talk about Final Fantasy VII here in a bit. But, Owen, what have you been playing? Uh, so I've been playing Yoku's Island Express as a part of my backlog blowout leading up to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, and I've already shelved it. I didn't even so... know what this was. So it's it's a cute, um, basically open world pinball game. Um, as you can see, like if you're watching the the video, you play this little dude who rolls around. Uh, I think it's probably something that is actually like used in nature, but uh, I, I don't know what it is. But it's a pinball, and you pinball yourself around the world, and uh, it uh, looks like pollen to me or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what he is, and so that's why I can't really say. But I know it has to do with that. It's cute. It's just I started it and I wasn't feeling it, and so I will maybe return to it at a later date. But I am done with it uh, for mm. now, so I will move on. Uh, but I can safely like check it, like, even though it's not beaten. I can check it off the backlog that I bought it, I downloaded it, I played it. And uh, I will move on to something else next week. Yeah. And you gave it the old college try. I did. Uh, I uh, popped in. I, I, I obviously played the, the Final Fantasy VII demo, but um, I, I was about to start playing Greedfall. I picked up mm. Greedfall, which I haven't, I haven't played yet. I picked it up, and then my PS4... Uh, wiped it didn't it didn't brick it would it would only boot up in safe mode and i had to wipe i had to wipe my entire ps4 um so thank uh thank the gods for uh, cloud saves um but had to reinstall everything and it took hours tried to do a bunch of restarts so this is going to be my next game to uh to play in you know in between now and uh and final fantasy and i also got near automata both were on sale for playstation <coughs> So not bad for like to, 45 bucks. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to hearing what you say about Greedfall because it's one of those games that's on my like want to playlist, mm -hmm. but I still have not gotten around to picking it. I heard it was like 
I heard it was like Dragon Age with guns, and I want to know if that opinion holds up. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've heard that as well, and that the Dragon Age comparisons that people kept making are the reason that I picked it up. Uh, when people kept talking about uh, about the game, I was waiting, you know, to hear what the what's the hook, what's the hook, uh, and that was it for me. The conversational conversational bits and co- combat systems uh, hooked me or got me interested. So yeah, and I'm mostly blind on this. Mostly blind. It, I've seen a few, uh, a few bits of gameplay and some conversational stuff. So happy about that. What did you think of the Baldur's Gate? Did you see the Baldur's Gate gameplay that came out? Yes, that yeah. looks phenomenal. Um, it was it was kind of funny because I was I was watching the the one of the devs play it, and they were apologizing for how slow it was going, and I was like, well, yeah, but that's how combat goes because it's very it's 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 very much based on the whole D&D system mm-hmm. and yeah. kind of for me was looked like a, a throwback to uh, kind of Neverwinter Nights-ish mm-hmm. where you can actually see all the mechanics, but a bit slower. So I'm, I'm definitely on board now. Yeah. I mean, it's the idea of the tactical aspect of it where you're going to plan out what you're going to do, um, which uh, I think a lot of games nowadays, they just, they're, they're way too, they're, they're very fast paced and you miss a lot of things that could be strategic, um, which, again, we'll talk about Final Fantasy VII in a bit. But uh, I feel like I'm like, I want to segue to it. But uh, Kevin, what have you been playing? So uh, I play Binding of Isaac pretty much every night because <laughs> I'm just never not playing that game. Uh, that's that's my relaxing game before I go to sleep. Um, and so I'm playing that. I'm just about finished with Bloodborne. Um mm-hmm. The first time I beat it, I didn't, I didn't go all the way back and and take on the the old hunters DLC because I had fully beaten the game. Then it goes to NG plus, and then it's all, you know, even harder. And yeah. so, uh, so yeah, so I've, I've gotten all the way up to Garman, and then I'm going back and hitting the old hunters DLC, which has been a blast. That's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I haven't, then, I haven't done any of the old hunters, but I I need to do it. I think. Yeah, and then. Um, <laughs> I, I checked out Ori in the Blind Forest uh, this week because uh, Will of the Wisps is coming out next mm-hmm. week, and I, I tried it. It's it's a different style of platforming. Um, I I think that a lot of times the the it it it, take, it took me a minute to to figure out how the whole thing goes. But now that I'm through the Genso Tree, I think is what it's called. Uh, a lot of people have said that that's like the the super hard first platforming and then there's super hard platforming at the end and i don't know i'm i'm i think i'm probably just gonna wait until the next one comes out because uh, i like i like i said i've been playing a lot of stuff lately so um yeah but it, it definitely did make me excited about the next one yeah yeah i'm i'm excited about the next one i haven't played ori in, a, in quite a while but um but it's a it's a it's a nice world to to, to jump back into it's nice, so pretty so pretty so pretty and relaxing um so without further ado, let's talk about some Final Fantasy VII. All right, I could not wait. I can't. I could not wait for this. Uh, Owen posted this uh, uh, earlier. Uh, he posted what is it? Was it Monday? Yeah, my days mixed up here. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah, he posted posted it Monday. Yeah, because it was a work day. It was the beginning yeah. of the work week. Yeah, Monday. Yeah. So Owen, myself, and uh, and Robert were all like, like I gotta like. How, how do I play? I think Robert was saying like he can't wait to get off work or something, and you're like I've already played it. <laughs> it was, I mean, I uh, I had to 
Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't get a chance to play it at lunch. I played it like right after I got off work, uh, and then I played it again. Um, and it is, it's it's great. It's everything that I was wanting. Uh, but Owen and I are big Final Fantasy VII fans, um, so we can gush about the things that we that we liked about it. I think the we already saw the opening cinematic. Um, it kept a lot of things that we loved about uh, about the game. Midgar seems like it was really fleshed out. It looked like a living town. You could see, or city, I should say. Um, you see, like, like cars driving around as well as the, the trains. Because before that, I don't remember any cars. Do you? Uh, no. I mean, there's the truck that you drive. Yeah. But after, in terms of, like, on the streets, there's some broken down vehicles throughout the slums. Yeah. But it wasn't um, a thriving, like, metropolis. No, 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 no. Not the same. Yeah. So what did you think I, of it? What did you think, Kevin? I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I went in, like, I... It's been a long time since I played that one, and so I went in kind of with a, yeah, I think there's there's this rebel group and they're trying to blow a thing up, and, and Mako is the uh, the lifeblood of the planet and stuff. Um, but I, I I really enjoyed the characters. Uh, I remembered Barrett, and he's way cooler. Um, I, I don't know if I just had the wrong voice in my head, but him him being him being uh, voiced the way he was mm -hmm. really fleshes out that character. And, and in particular, uh, there's a part where like it's, it's toward the end of the demo and they're like, they're going up the elevator and he's, and he's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come <laughs> on. And then he looks back and, and cloud is just kind of just sitting there peacefully. And then it shows Barrett's hand relax and you know, he's, he's just all tense and then he just relaxes. And, and I thought that was a, a really good character. Like it was a subtle character building moment. And I feel like that that's something that the, from what I remember, Barrett was not as fleshed out as I would have liked him to be. Mm -hmm. And I like him way more now. I like him, I like Jesse, <laughs> Wedge and Biggs as always. And, and Cloud, like all of the characters seem, seems like they've, they've taken what those of you who were fans of it were 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 really big into, and the the characters that you knew, they feel like they've been more fleshed out. Uh, one of the things that I liked was um, if you if you skip the cutscenes, then it'll give you like a, a couple of seconds of loading things. But if you if you if you're just watching all the cutscenes, it just flows completely. So it's loading all yeah. that stuff in the background, and it's very well done. Yeah, I, no, I, I agree. I I love Barrett. I love Jesse. Jesse's like the star of this this demo. Jesse was um, great. And uh, and Owen and I aren't gonna uh, are gonna stay away from any spoilers. By the way, in here for those who haven't played Final Fantasy VII, uh, I don't know. I, I know people are out there who haven't played it, so we don't want to spoil any uh, things. But uh, yeah, I thought um, I thought Wig, uh, Biggs and Wedge were great. Uh, Owen, what did you think about uh, about Barrett? I didn't really care for his voice that much, uh, so I'm on the I'm on the opposite end of it. I I, I enjoyed the dialogue itself. I think the scripting is fine. I, I'm really enjoying um, the. I like the way he that they're showing him needling Cloud and trying mm -hmm. like he's trying to be the big tough guy. I'm not a huge fan of the voice actor they chose. Maybe I'll just get used to him uh, over time. But it, 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 I think that there's also a thing with me where i have had 
that character as well as the as well as Cloud and other characters. I've had that kind of like a voice in my head mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, of how they sound in American. They have some great Japanese voice acting. If you watch Advent Children, the American voice acting for Advent Children is awful. Uh, so watch it in Japanese if you ever watch that. Uh, but I've had a voice in my head of like what Barrett sounded like. Yeah. So whenever I first heard him a while back, it wasn't exactly matching that mm-hmm. voice that i've always heard in my head and so there's some difference there yeah uh, so i'll probably get used to him over time but I, I really do enjoy just like uh like kevin mentioned where they're really giving him that extra bits uh where like he was about to like be all uh and then he just sees cloud being all zen and he's like yep okay i guess um and that's straight out that's straight out of the uh the original though like uh, a lot of his his over his overacting his his um his over-the-top passionate speeches straight out of the original it's what i really like because some people were saying like oh he's so melodramatic i'm like that that's that's him though like if you played the game that's that's how he is um i didn't I kind of had a similar uh, view, uh, similar feel, uh, or similar uh, response the first time that I heard him talk in the trailer. I feel like he's already growing on me, uh, sure. having played it, having played it twice. Um, I I liked also the the way that they're doing, and I feel some people have said, by the way, uh, that they played demos of this uh, at specific events, and they said there was more in those demos than this. Uh, I can't really speak to that accurately, but some of the flashes and the headaches that Cloud is getting, where he's getting flashes of what's of, uh, of memories and stuff. Um, I like what they're doing there so far. Um, like where it, I don't know, like the visuals of that looked really, um, it, 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 you could tell what was happening to him, like that some, something was bothering him that was you know, psychological or, or some type of memories or something. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, what I want to ask both of you, I'm sorry, can I mean, cause, oh, I was going to ask both of you uh, and from different perspectives since uh, Patrick's definitely really familiar with it and Kevin, you're probably a little less familiar. Maybe you don't remember the beginning as well. Say, so, Kevin, is there anything that stood out to you that you didn't care for in the demo? <laughs> I didn't like the fact that I couldn't turn on the Japanese audio. Um, I really wanted to be able to do that, but uh, I'm, I'm assuming we'll have that in the full game. Um, I didn't like, uh, so I, I, I played it twice once with the, the action battle or whatever they called that mode. And then I played it again on, uh, on classic mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping that what we can do in the, in the final version is we can have regular difficulty, but where the, the, uh, the actions, cause like the, the regular combat and dodging and stuff, that's all fun to look at, but trying to manage that at the same time as I was trying to learn all their different moves and figure that stuff up, that was a little bit overwhelming for me. Um, and so I had, I had a, an absolute blast on classic mode because I got to choose the special attacks and then, you know, they just kind of fought in the background for that. And I was able to appreciate it more that way than when I was trying to figure out, should I be dodging? Should I be doing a special move? Should I be blocking? Should I be attacking? Like, yeah. So with, uh, with classic mode, so I think that you, I, I did not get to play classic mode. I was trying to play it today, but didn't get to in classic mode. Is your character, is your character standing still or are they kind oh. of still moving around as you do it? No, no, no. So, so basically what classic mode does is, um, the, 
the characters will will do the things that they need to do, which is uh, just regular attacks to build up the ATB, yeah. uh, block or dodge, depending on the situation. And so what you manage is the special attacks, the limit breaks, those kinds of things. That's it? Yeah. So it, so it auto-attacks for you. So it does. It does the it does the auto attack and and lets you kind of decide the the flow of battle, which was easier for me because like in particular when there are multiple targets, I, I would have difficulty figuring out how to switch or which one I was supposed to be attacking, or I would keep attacking the one that was already dead when I should be attacking the soldier behind me. And so I, for me, that was that took, it took the stress of the of figuring out how to do the logistics of it and just remove that. And it was like, you just figure out when you want them to do a cool bust a move attack and just, you know, lance them through the gut or whatever. I, I love it. You play your game, I'll play mine. I was not, yeah, I was, I was, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I'm a big fan of everybody. I, I love games with easy modes and everything where that way you get to play on your own difficulty levels. But that, mm -hmm. what you just told me completely turned me off of it because I think that there's something for me as, a, as somebody who's fought that scorpion probably at least 100 times. Uh, I haven't fought every boss in the game 100 times, I'd but I've definitely, yeah, the, I've, the definitely, I've, definitely, I've definitely beat that scorpion tank at least 100 times. And so being able to come at it from a really fresh thing and figuring out this new style of gameplay to this game um, really mm -hmm. interests me. Um, the fact that it like auto blocks for you and stuff, like I can really see that being good if you want to experience it as a story mode. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's definitely a good call. I can see why they added it uh, as an after effect after a lot of people were like, I want turn-based Final Fantasy VII Remake. That seems like a good... Um, Compromise. Out there. Yeah, there we go. Compromise is the word I'm looking for. And that's cool. Uh, I'm glad that it works for you and that that's good. I, I, I can only see myself checking that out as like an after effect, or maybe it would be cool. It, it would be cool if you could switch back and forth. Maybe yeah. if there's like a particularly like hard battle or something like that. And you're just like, I just want to move on to the next thing. Like it'd be or cool how about if you could switch on classic for a how second. Yeah, grinding? that'd be dope. Definitely. I can see that. Um, Patrick, is there anything you didn't like? Um, it's going to seem, well, I don't know, maybe minor, uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll adjust the, the, um, I didn't, I didn't look at the audio settings, but the only problem that I had, the only problem that I had, well, other than the fact I will agree with Kevin, there was so much to learn so quickly because this is essentially the tutorial. Um, second time around was easier. Um, but if you were playing the game as a first go round and that was your first bit, it would, it would, I could get, I could see it being a little overwhelming. My problem actually was the audio. The music is great. Like they've taken a lot of the original themes. They've taken the things that we love and we're, t we have like an updated version of it, but the characters are talking and the explosions are happening and all the sound effects are going on. And I, it was hard to hear the music, yeah. so I may have to go in and like bump the uh, uh, the sound effects down or something because that well, was I also, distracting. I also just noticed like why wouldn't the music just shut off in certain points? It seemed like it was ongoing the whole time, which can yeah. be cool, but at the same time, I don't need I don't need like total orchestral fan for all the entire time. So I'm wondering if that's going to be persistent throughout the game, or if there will be points where it's like 
you know, there's there's probably some good opportunity for just some silence. Well, yeah. the um, thing the thing with with every Final Fantasy demo that I've played, because like back when we got the demos for 15, when we got the demos for Kingdom Hearts, um, Square just doesn't like you to have any options um, in the demos, and there's there's consistently way more. So I think probably a lot of that'll be ironed out once we're able to to adjust it, and just like with the combat, make the game what we want it to be. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about the, the I mean, the audio, I like the, that I've heard that we're going to have the English and Japanese uh, versions for audio. Um, I've talked about this forever ago. Um, if I'm watching uh, a movie or watching anime, I'm, I, I really don't care either way. Um, but playing video games, there's so much going on. Um, there's so many other visual uh, aspects that are, that are, that are, I'm taking into account. I prefer English in my video games because I'll be, I'll be distracted. I won't be able to take in the entire, you know, the, the entire, uh, you know, aspect and picture uh, detail of what, of everything I'm go that's going on. If I'm reading subtitles, like if Red Dead Redemption was, was made in Japanese and I was reading subtitles while I'm riding my horse, then I would miss, I would, I wouldn't be able to take in the sunsets and, and other things. I wouldn't be able to really just enjoy them while I'm relaxing and listening. Um, that's just me personally, but um, I think it's cool that they're, we're getting that option at least. See, I'm, I'm excited because uh, I have somebody, uh, Zed is, uh, is not fluent, but she knows enough Japanese that uh, she'll, a lot of times whenever we're watching something, she'll be like, okay, that's not what they said. And yeah. so I'll, I'll get a lot more of the, of the context. And so sure. I'm looking forward to that. I, which make, which I will say, um, as someone who has, I was in a weird situation at one point, I helped someone translate, uh, translate a script that they'd already translated. And they were like, I translated it, but it doesn't read right. Like it, that's, that's weird to say. Uh, it, it, re it was very clunky. Some of the references just didn't feel right. Um, so yeah, it makes sense that it's more authentic, but, um, yeah, some things just don't, don't just don't translate. Yeah. <coughs> well, what, think what was it, your favorite part? Favorite? Favorite. Oh, favorite. No. I mean, uh, we are, I mean, when and the demo leaked originally, like yeah. there was the intro all, already. Um, Eris looks amazing uh, in this, and I'm gonna still call her Eris. She does. I'm sorry. I mean, that's her name. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I think it is the bits that we saw that was more fleshed out, and so I won't. Again, we won't spoil anything. We're talking about the demo, so the demo's available. Um, so I'm only gonna speak specifically to what's in the in the demo, but you really see, uh, you you get a look you don't know who all these characters are mm -hmm. you don't know heidegger and you don't know the president and everything yeah. yet but we see uh we see them monitoring the situation and you see that there's some manipulation mm -hmm. of what goes on in this opening scene and that got me really excited. I knew that what we were getting was fleshed out Midgar. That's been made very apparent by the fact that we're pretty much only getting Midgar, at least as far as we know. Nobody's played through the end and spoiled it yet. Um, watch out for that on the internet the next you know few weeks. Who knows when the review copies are going out. But um, the fact that they showed a different side to this, like if that was what was going on, we have no idea in the original context of the game, if this was thought about before, but if it was, 
And then even if it wasn't, the fact that they introduced this little aspect like that there's a lot more manipulation going on from Shinra than, than meets the eye, and there's a lot of stuff that where that we weren't privy to as longtime mm -hmm. players and fans of the franchise and then somebody like me who knows this game very well mm -hmm. still can be like oh, oh they were doing that like that was super cool to me uh what they did um to the plant what they were doing while they were monitoring like them already like knowing who avalanche kind of was and like the dismissive nature of it like that yeah all uh, sounded super awesome to me. And so that is what I like the most is like, we got a little bit of a taste of what they are going to be doing with a fully fleshed mm -hmm. out final fantasy seven remake. Yeah. Cause we are spoiling at least the demo in this, in yeah. this review of the demo. Um, in, and it does not spoil anything to say that in, in seven, they are, I mean, Shinra is manipulating things, but now we can see they're they're We can see earlier, what they were doing to to manipulate situations to to into how they make uh, avalanche seem just just terrible, um, and I think I'm by the way I'm, I'm I think I'm in the minority here. Did you guys both pronounce it Mako before uh, this? I did not pronounce it. It's Mako. <laughs> it's I pronounced it Mako. I've always pronounced it Mako. And then they pronounced it Mako, and it's like, ah, it just sounds, it sounds weird every time they say it. Um, isn't that a Japanese word? Isn't Mako a Japanese word? I don't know. I speak but, English and bad English. Yeah, same. But I, I thought it was, but either way, um, I always thought it was Mako. Everyone that I've talked to saw, said Mako. And between this and Eris uh, being Aerith, like it just i wish that can we toggle like the voice actors to say eris or Aerith? like i'd prefer that as a toggle <laughs> i don't like, know what seriously. they put in the game i'm pretty sure they put Aerith in the game didn't they? i thought i thought they called her Aerith. i'm gonna double check that really quick we'll see yeah uh any final thoughts on the final fantasy 7 remake demo okay so i i told you guys this before before we started recording but like uh up, up until now i've been interested i've been watching and 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 i've I've been interested in following it, but after, after watching that, I am a definite will buy now. And so this, this demo sold me. Which is what demos should do. This is exactly. why demos need to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Great demo. Yeah. I, I think, I think it was great. I'm going to, I'm going to segue into a game I want a demo of, by the way. And, and to, to end, I think we're all happy with Final Fantasy seven demo. Yeah. Very much so. And, and, and before you segue into a different game, I do want to mention that they did officially say Final Fantasy VII Remake is done. Thank goodness, because it comes out in a month and five days. And that the team has moved on uh, to the second episode, is what they're calling it right now, uh, of Final Fantasy VII Remake. We have no details as to what the second episode is, what time place it takes place, or really anything at all. But they moved on to it, so that's good to know. We'll figure it out. Well, and I'll let, you, I'll let you kick off this uh, this next one as we as we pivot, pivot, pivot. Uh, so we're trying a little something new. Uh, so if you guys don't like it, make sure to let me know. But uh, we actually got some uh, semi-breaking news that came out this afternoon. But in a PlayStation blog posting, Sony has announced the release date for Sucker Punch's Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. It's going to come out June 26th this year. 
so uh, to me, not only do we get a rare summer triple A release, I was complaining about that last year, but this also means that we are getting Final Fantasy VII Remake in April, we're getting The Last of Us 2 in May, and then we are ending what I think has been a truly glorious generation of first-party exclusives in June, assuming that we don't get any announcements from like an Insomniac or somebody else. Uh, but along with this release date, they also gave us a story trailer, which explained a little bit why we were getting more of an untraditional samurai, where we're getting like a ninja samurai, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Uh, but did you guys check out the story trailer? What do you think? I did not check out the story trailer purposely. Okay. I apologize. I've seen a go. lot. I'm, that's why I'm purposely replaying this stuff right here because I'm yeah, already this is hooked. the E3 trailer. Exactly. I'm already hooked uh, after Ish. that E3 trailer from a year and a half or ago. State of play trailer. <laughs> it was um, like it's it still has the the this this trailer and the um, the the hooks in regards to the story already intrigued me enough. I didn't want okay. to be spoiled too much. Not that you're you guys are going to spoil me or anything. But Kevin, did you get to check it out? Uh, I've watched it three times so far. Right, um, yeah. So I'm I'm kind of with you in that uh, mostly I've been not watching stuff, but I a lot of times as we get closer to the release, um, we'll we'll see more of like what the game actually looks like, what it feels like, and and I really appreciated they they gave a good rationale for okay, this is not a typical samurai thing. Samurai means something else, and this is and your character is is Ronan. And I was really glad to see, okay, they're, they're doing that. And, and so a lot of the, the emotions and, and motivation for the character and the way that they're using color and, and movement and, and the way that all of those are working together, I thought was absolutely beautiful. And Sucker Punch, I mean, the, one of the things that Infamous the Infamous series consistently did right was movement. And so I saw a lot of that in, in the little gameplay snippets that we saw. Um, and so I am, I am continuing to be even more excited about this game the closer we get to release. So, yeah. So good. Awesome. So. Yeah, I'll say, uh, Patrick, then, if you don't, if you're trying to go in blind, that there is one decent mm -hmm. uh, spoiler in this trailer, at least if you've been, like, pay attention, paying attention to, like, what people were speculating about with the main character uh so i would stay away from it uh for sure and i won't mention it here because i'm being nice uh i figured but, he was ronin already i mean that that makes that makes sense from from everything you're that i'm that i was seeing so yeah sure uh and well i'm leaving out one other thing because there was still like there was still like some speculation uh about another detail and um i like it i think that I think that there was a lot of uh, zooming in on their faces, and I don't know that the facial animation from from this particular title was was necessarily the best. Um, this was a game, unlike Final Fantasy VII. I do hope that there is a Japanese option. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about listening to to audio from this, but whenever there is the like. Uh, and I don't know what these actors are, so I don't want to assume anything or say anything impolite. But whenever there's like a thing of like they're purposely speaking English, but they mm -hmm. do it with like a Japanese or like tone. I don't know if you know what I mean. Like whenever they 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 speak English, but they're doing it to make it clear that they're not like they're not native English speakers. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like, just an accent, but it's it's actually the yeah yeah. I know what you mean. Like you know it, it the thing that they would do like in a movie and stuff. 
it doesn't like I you know I'm white so I don't really have any like specific beef with it per se but it just is kind of like jarring and so I kind of hope that there's an option to turn on Japanese voice acting and 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 do read the subtitles on this one because I think given the context of the game that it would be especially cool to hear it uh natively and then read the the subtitles yeah. to it um but it made me excited it it uh <laughs> I was already going to play it anyway because I play every first-party game, but um, Sucker Punch is great, and I think they probably have a, a hit on their hands. The only thing that I was super surprised about was that Sony just put this in, in PlayStation Blog and tweeted about it. There was no, We got a state of play last time with Last of Us 2's release date. Um, Final Fantasy VII's obviously had like its own like lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fanfare and advertising. It's just a little surprising that they would just kind of be like, "Hey guys, here's a his release date." The only thing I can think of is just if they were afraid because they did the they did the state of play on Last of Us Two, and then I think what was it a week or two later they delayed the game, uh, and so maybe they're trying to avoid that happening and being like, "Hey, we did all this." Like, we built an entire state of play around Ghost of Tsushima, and then they delayed it. Uh, hopefully that's not what's happening. Apparently, um, Ghost of Tsushima was originally slated to come out earlier, uh, but the Last of Us delay pushed it. So hopefully that means that it is good to go and will, in fact, come out in June. I, I did have one thing briefly. Um, <clears throat> so the first time I watched the demo, I, I actually watched the Japanese voiceover, the the Japanese audio, and the Japanese audio is definitely way better than the, the English. Um, and so, do. yeah. I will definitely be doing that then. Yeah. Um, anything we else some, about Ghost of Tsushima? On, we got some, no, but we got some news on, on Stadia, which really needed something. So Stadia has been just floundering, uh, like for about this, know, since launch. <laughs> this is, uh, super spicy. Uh, so Google Stadia sniped one of the great Sony studio heads. You may have never heard of her, but that doesn't mean she's any less awesome. Shannon Studshill, uh, led Sony Santa Monica. And if you don't know Sony Santa Monica, they made a little game recently called God of War. Uh, Sony made zero indication that Shannon had left. Uh, we have no idea who replaced her at Sony Santa Monica, but Google uh, announced in their blog posting that they are opening Stadia Games and Entertainment uh, in Playa Vista, and Shannon is going to be heading this studio. It's freaking great. She did God of War Ascension. Uh, she was uh, obviously part of the, the new God of War Um didn't get as she was the head she's head of studio uh during during that time so i mean this is this is a larger player and to bring them in, to bring her in i think shows that google is trying to right the ship in one way or another um i think they've got a lot of work cut out for them and it's more than just um it's more than just their first party or, or whatever she's going to be doing for them in regards to game development they need to fix the pricing structure um, I honestly haven't had really any problems when I've uh, when I have played Stadia. I haven't played it a lot, mostly because of the games that were on there and the prices. Um, but I played some Tomb Raider, I played some Destiny, and I tried Farming Simulator, and that was just that was not fun. Um, but I mean, I gave it a shot. I never had lag issues. I never had problems that other people were having. I'm not saying that they didn't have problems. I'm just saying it really it was it was fine for me. Uh, and what I was playing, uh, Destiny, I didn't play multiplayer, so maybe that would have uh, affected it. But 
um, their pricing structure sucks and the game selection is terrible. <laughs> Thank you, John Ralphio. And there's so many like games that I'm like, why, why is like Untitled Goose Game not on that? Why is Dead Cells not? Like there's so many games that I'm like, why haven't you put some more indie games? Indie games should be all over Stadia like they're on Steam for well, see, a couple bucks a pop. Interesting fact about Sony Santa Monica. Uh, they, they produced the God of War series, but they also were involved in um, uh, the releases from that game company and from, uh, I think it was Super super Giant, whoever it was that did the the, the Inkblob game, um, the, the Unfinished Swan. Okay. Um, but yeah, so so not only does she have experience, you know, with, with making big tentpole titles, but she also has experience with, uh, you know, being an incubator for, for smaller studios and bringing them up. And if that's something that, uh, that Stadia can find is like find indie studios that, that can be brought up and nestled in that, I mean, that's not going to solve any of their problems right now, but maybe down the road, maybe they can do something there. So that's, that's what I would like to hear. That That's what I would like to see come out of this. Yeah. I think the most interesting thing, uh, not the most interesting, the inter most interesting thing is her like leaving Sony Santa Monica. I think that's huge. Um, that's a boatload of cash that they had to mm -hmm. offer somebody with her clout. And again, you may not know who she is, but she's got a lot of clout. Uh, but it's calling it Stadia Games and Entertainment. So that's not only implying that, that this new venture is going to develop games, but I think that they're also just trying to figure out things that they can do with Stadia in general. Um, and that intrigued me uh, just from a streaming platform thing like what can what else can we do with this uh, I don't I have no idea what they can do with it but the fact that it's not just stadia games that it's stadia games and entertainment that that leaves something uh, at least to the imagination uh, hopefully they've got some stuff coming down the pipeline quick and that she's able to step in on some of it because uh, they need to f I mean Google has tons and tons of money so they can keep it floating as long as they want to but it's they need to they need to get something going like they, they can keep it on life support but who's yeah. who's going to it i mean i've stopped i i uh, turned off my uh, subscription so i'm not getting um Same. i'm not yeah i mean i i didn't see value in it i'm not jumping i'm not playing uh, any of the games that are there so them giving me free games doesn't really help if i'm not going to even play them uh we just got shadow of the colossus by the way on playstation i mean um i'm getting I'm still getting games uh, with that and Xbox that I haven't turned on my Xbox in a while, but I got stuff added to my collection. Um, and I, I don't know. I just don't have a reason to play it. Every time, I, I, every time I'm trying to play something, it's not something on Stadia uh, because they don't have the selection. I mean, we're in a, we're in a environment now where I've got... I checked on my PlayStation. I've got over 300, I think 330 games or something like that on my, uh, like to install. Cause I, after wiping my, my PS4, mm. I'm like, all right, let me install a few things. And filtering through that, even then I'm like, no, 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 no. And they're good games. So if you're giving me like, what do we have? 27 games or something like that on Stadia? It's, it's not enough right now. Yeah. And I didn't include it in here. And I meant to, that there was a uh, thing that came out. Um, that said that uh, they're also not really offering 
uh, a good enough compensation to a lot of developers. And that's a reason like mm -hmm. it just seems that hopefully somebody like her has the business know-how that it's like, all right, we need, we need to get some indie people in here stat there's a there's so many games out here that we should just be just just put them out here ten dollar ten dollar give me the, give me all these ten dollar games yeah hopefully she does all that i trust that if there's somebody that can do it she is a perfect studio head to bring in i'm very interested in what we hear from them i don't know maybe by the end of the year i don't expect like a, a quick turnaround but um yeah yeah, yeah. stadia stadia i mean but it, sorry go ahead if, if, if the the best possible scenario like um if she could be like phil spencer and and come in and just kind of take this and be like no no no, no. the gamers are over there we need to go that way i mean yeah it took a while but uh i i, yeah. I really see i really see i mean and it was a terrible launch and then they're like oh crap well we better put somebody in charge of it and he did and mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. three years later we're sitting and we're talking about how how excellent xbox is being and how well they're taking care of us as gamers they've righted the ship and speaking of phil spencer he's continued to be a man of the people indicated on twitter uh, his Twitter account is he's so active and uh, replying to people. This week, user asked if it was possible to tell Xbox which games they want to be automatically downloaded or not. And the user cited having to manage an ISP cap as well as long wait times and essentially being queued behind everything else. And Phil's response was... This is a good idea. Uh, this is a good f uh, feature idea. I usually uninstall things I don't want updated, uh, which is exactly what Owen does. Um, and he basically said, I'll forward it to the team. Thanks. Good guy, Phil. I mean, when I see something like that and knowing Phil, like, I mean, not because he's one of my personal friends, like seeing that from him, I'm like, oh, he literally, he probably did send that in a memo over to them and be like, hey, can you add that as a feature request? Because uh, I know Microsoft, just like my company and every other large company has internal uh, engineer feature requests that you get queued up and you prioritize and that'd be really cool yeah i mean you're you, you how was that coffee that you had with phil last week was it good Did you... you know it, it was pretty good but um you know they didn't have a uh, really good nitro iced coffee there so uh... the cold brew, I know it's soft but uh but phil had his tea so it was okay <laughs> admittedly this isn't a problem that i have i don't want to brag i have fiber and i don't have a data cap so this isn't anything that i've ever experienced because so i just leave all my consoles on standby Same. and they just download things in the background hopefully sometimes playstation messes up and does not download the update like it's supposed to and that ticks me off but as yep. long as it functions correctly it's supposed to download the update on its own when it happens um there's a reason that i bought final fantasy 7 remake digitally can't wait to get that 100 gigs on there um but i do understand that i am in a in a minority there by having that kind of speed so when i read this idea i was like hey that's a really good idea and the fact that phil agrees that's a really good idea he constantly talks about uh being uh uh trying to get and engage as many gamers as possible and recognizing that not everybody has the internet capabilities that he does um even though he mentioned uninstalling as like a as a as another stopgap measure uh i think that that was smart um to acknowledge that and then say yeah we we can try that we can we can make that happen and i wouldn't be surprised if that is now something that comes with series x yeah yeah i mean matrick did a pretty bad it was matrick that announced the xbox one right 
Yes, it was just Matrick, Matrick was in charge, and then they were like, "Okay, you don't get to have that anymore." Yeah, it was tone deaf to to gamers. It was it was, it, and I, and I won't get political. But Owen and I are having a conversation recently. It's like, but basically saying, no matter who you are, a lot of people get in their 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 uh, their bubbles and they create echo chambers. And it was very much an echo chamber for him of like, this is a great idea. Why don't we just do this and this and it and. Well, it's, I don't think it's the majority of, of, of Americans. The majority of America has crap internet. Uh, I'm going to help uh, my in-laws set up their internet and a bunch of other things in the new a new house that they're buying in New Mexico. And I know that's going to be a struggle. So I'm already like looking at like what, what internet packages they have. I'm going to get some uh, mesh Google uh, Wi-Fi going on for them. But the majority of, of – and obviously they're not heavy users like I am, but um, – Data caps are still a thing for some reason in America. They're not in a lot of other countries, but our infrastructure sucks. So we got to do something about that. Absolutely. And Matrick was also the one uh, who said, um, you know, if you can't be connected all the time, we have a great system for you. It's an Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Um, yeah, that was, that was terrible. Um, I'm glad he's out because Phil, Phil's just, Phil's just great. so much better. Feels so much better. Um, so I don't think it'd be the Land Cave podcast if we didn't talk about some Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. All the Star Wars. So recently Jason Schreier wrote about a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order being in development. Duh. Surprised none of us. But he also noted a small dev team uh, called EA Motive is working on a smaller project. Twitter account and PSN seem to have found a little leak, little Project Maverick going on. And we just talked about uh you know project uh, uh luminous so speculation 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 but man project maverick what do you what do you think it could be so uh i want to shout out to psn releases by the way because this twitter account is followed by like less than a thousand people and they yeah. literally tweet out every single time something gets added to psn they tweet it out like i don't know Someone's how they figure it to. out either yeah, yeah. uh so really cool. So I'm now following them to be out of, as a result of this story. Um, the thing that I want you to do, can you throw that screenshot up there again? Yeah, yeah. I want you to know, what does this font look like to you? What does, yeah. what does, it, what does it remind you? It looks like Solo. It does look like Solo. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not the one to come up with this, so I'm not going to act like that's an original idea. Sure. Uh, I, got, I got that from the article that I posted. But uh Project Maverick, we don't know if that's going to be the final name or not, but what if this was something Han Solo related? Would you be down with like a young post-movie solo excursion? Are we talking post post solo? Like Yeah, post solo, solo like pre pre New Hope. Pre New Hope. I think I think it'd be fun. There are countless stories. Countless stories that they could make up. Yeah. With 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 that. I mean, this is someone who you know, obviously he regards himself as, as this amazing smuggler, but obviously has gotten into a lot of trouble. Um, you know, we could, I mean, it's similar to like a rogue one situation. Maybe we could, one of the, one of the last things that you do, uh, is, uh, you're about to be boarded by an Imperial star destroyer and you have to like dump your cargo and like evade them, um, just straight up like show why he got in trouble with Java. But there's so many other things you could do in the game that don't even have to tie in. I think it'd be really fun. I think it'd be really cool. Let's see some more of the weird people that uh, weird aliens and and smugglers and stuff that he, that he that he knows. It'd be cool. 
Absolutely. And there's, there's also, um, so ragtag was the, was ragtag the one that was canceled that visceral was running? That was um, the game. Yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, EA motive was actually the one that absorbed that studio. And so I think that the, the history of it, at least something may be coming out of there. Um, and so the, the history of that, yes, they had, you know, battlefront and all that stuff but there's there's also this this separate group that's that's working on it and so because that's the ones it's it's amy hennig and it's also uh the the ubisoft lady uh jade raymond is the one in charge of that studio and so yeah i'm i'm excited about it and i'm looking forward to seeing what kind of adventures we can be having you know me man i'm perpetually excited about star wars just give it to me and i will probably find uh something positive about it i'm i'm even even though it seems like garbage fan fiction that we're getting i'm Mm -hmm. even interested in the episode nine novelization since they're making such a big deal out of it (laughs) uh i will probably buy it just to read it even though the snippets that have come out of there like some of it's been really duh and some of it's been like okay uh i don't know i don't know but you know me Give me Star Wars. We just yeah. talked about this last week that one thing that we hope comes out of them being free from the Skywalker era is that we can make more games, more books. If we're not going to do as many movies, hopefully we can go back to that 90s-esque Star Wars time when that's all we had was games and books. So I, I'm perfectly fine with that being what we're getting. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of going back in time, PlayStation 2 came out 20 years ago in Japan uh, as of uh, yesterday. Sold 155 million units, made the best-selling console of all time. I'm still surprised. PS4 selling really good, but man, PS2 just kept going on. It's part, thanks, in fact, partly to the, it's the most affordable DVD player at the time, or one of the most affordable, and obviously doubling as a game console. Um, who who owned, We all owned one, right? I think yeah. everyone owned one. Everyone on so, the planet. Yeah. So I, I actually, uh, I actually got to be on the news when the PS2 came out. I was in college, and we went to the, we went to the Best Buy, and we stayed out all night, and uh, and just picked it up in the morning, and and I said that uh, something about like everybody has their own brand of crazy, and this just happens to be ours. But uh, but yeah, it was it was it was a really fun moment, and it ended up in a dorm room, and we played Tech and Tag like. I got tired of people coming into my room and so I would just send them down the hall and put the PS2 in a different, in a different place. But like that console was just incredible. And, and it was, you know, nowadays whenever a new console comes out, it's like, yay, this is fun. It's a little bit prettier, but like PS1 to PS2 Mm -hmm. was just, it just, it just blew my damn mind at the time. Yeah. Same here. Did you, so you owned one at launch, uh, Owen, you, you owned one at launch too, didn't you? relatively yeah unfortunately also because i got one of the bum systems i actually a guy at church had like stood in line and gotten one and i bought one off of him okay uh and it was one of the ones that had a bad chip so it eventually stuck like it wouldn't read the purple discs yep um that they started out with so i eventually had to get another one but my very first PS2 game, Time Splitters. Nice. A classic a that I game. wish Sony would bring back. Mm-hmm. My my. So I didn't have the uh, the PlayStation, uh, the fat one. Uh, but I went over to uh, a friend of mine's house, and 
selfishly, I went over there because he had a PlayStation 2. And I'm like, I want to play the PlayStation 2. And... Can I be your friend? If you have a PlayStation <laughs> 2, can, it, can, we, can we be friends, please? Yeah. And at the same time, he was basically saying, hey, we can ha- hey, we should hang out and you can play my PlayStation 2. And I was like, yeah, I'll play PlayStation 2. Uh, I mean, I was in... <laughs> <laughs> it was in high school, so um, yeah, it was it was a great console. So I had the I had the Slim, the one with the uh, the pop top. Uh, that was my that was my uh, first one. But that was a I think I'm trying to remember what my first what my first game on that was. I can't remember. I remember my first PlayStation One games. Well, while 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 you're working on trying to remember what your PlayStation Two <laughs> game, um, so I actually had the the same issue that you were having where it wouldn't read some discs. Yeah. And um, I got on the on the Sony forums and was like, "Hey, the system you sold me is busted." And they said, "Okay, well, uh, just ship it to this address." And they sent me back a brand new one. Um, like, I wish I would have known that. Yeah, and <laughs> back and, in the early and, days of the internet. <laughs> and and with with that, Sony earned a great deal of loyalty from me because they were like, "Hey, our system busted. Our bad. Here's another one." And that one busted too, but by that time it was it was time to move on. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I still I'm I'm trying to rack my brain of, of what my best one, what my my favorites were, and unfortunately don't have uh, a lot of them anymore. Um, I want to say it was Resident Evil Four, but I think it was I think it was uh, GTA Three. I think GTA Three or or Vice City was my favorite. I know I didn't Final own Fantasy GTA Three. I what's that? Final Fantasy Ten. No, wasn't Final Fantasy Ten. Uh, surprising. Um, I did end up getting it eventually, but uh, that, I thought. Well, you said favorites, and so Final Fantasy X was definitely oh. like a PlayStation Two favorite. Oh, sorry, favorite. I, I meant my. You first said one. favorite, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Um, my first. I, for some reason, I, I think that I didn't technically own Grand Theft Auto Three. I think that I owned it eventually, uh, but I borrowed it from a friend for an extended period of time. Between that and uh, and Vice City, uh, mm. played the heck out of those games. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy three, uh, sorry, Final Fantasy ten, um, was was pretty good. I liked it better than nine. Well, you're you're uh, wrong, and that's okay. I liked it better than nine too. It's okay. <laughs> we, we also we also know that seven's better than six. So that's yeah. true too. <laughs> you you can you can believe all the opinions you want, <laughs> and we're right. And we're right. Uh. Um, I think we can. I think you know what we can all agree though is Symph- Symphony of the Night is one of the greatest games ever. Absolutely, I think we can all agree on that. And Nintendo fans have been wanting Ko- uh, Konami, I will say Kojima, wanting Konami to release Castlevania Symphony of the Night on Switch, uh, especially after the anniversary uh, anniversary collection last year. But Konami apparently is not listening on the Nintendo side. But it's coming out iOS. Or have been made, sorry, available on iOS for two ninety nine. And what, Android as what well. What a deal! What a deal, man! It is. Okay, it's available would... on Android and iOS for two ninety nine as of yesterday. Has controller support built in. Uh, I'm. I haven't bought it yet. I'm going to at some point. I don't even know if I'm ever going to play it. But Konami, I'm just like, all right, fine. Here's three dollars for this game that I might play on my phone sometime. You're, you're uh, also voting for. You're voting with your wallet to show them. I will give you money for this. I want more of specifically. This. Yeah. Yeah. But put it on the Switch, and I will. You know, I'll 
but the thing is that I wanted to put this story in here for people just because I know there's a bunch of Symphony of the Night fans yeah. out if they're they're our age and and stuff. It's just that if the if it does come to Switch, it is not going to be two ninety nine. It's gonna no, it's no, going to be at least bucks. ten. Yeah. I was gonna say ten bucks, nine ninety nine. Uh, I would buy it. I think a ton of people would buy it if they put it down for twenty. Uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna. It's gonna peter. It'll, still, it'll probably still do fine at twenty dollars, just because it's Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Um, but two ninety nine with controller support. If you have a a uh, a fancy thing like I do, it's fun. Uh, it, it can be useful. Um, pick it up. It, it has it has on screen controls as well. But yeah, n- nobody nobody needs to be playing Symphony of the Night. You know, while smudging their hands all over it. No. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys think Half-Life 3 exists? I think Half-Life 3 will always exist in the hearts and minds of the children. <laughs> well, it's not likely. But uh, Valve is dangling some uh, some hope. We'll get more after the after Half-Life's Alex releases. Uh, one of Val, uh, sorry, one of Valve's developers, uh, Robin Walker, explained that Alex reintroduced the franchise to dev to the devs at Valve. Uh, we and they said we absolutely see Half-Life Alex as our return to this world, not the end of it. And Alex is releasing later this month on Steam VR. I didn't even know Alex was even a, was even a thing. Did you guys what? know this was a thing? Well, yeah, it's the it's the VR it's the VR next thing. And you didn't know it was a thing? Wait a second. We do a, a you have a show. Do we do a podcast? <laughs> We've talked about this. Did game. we talk about this? I compl- <laughs> I blanked it out because I was like, okay, like are you kidding? Yeah. Maybe it's the cold meds. For those of you who don't know, I'm running a low-grade fever. Okay. So I, I was like, Half-Life, you... Half-Life Alex is uh, coming out on Steam VR, available on like pretty much anything, any anything that can run Steam VR. It's mm-hmm. available on, including the Quest. Although the Quest needs like a plug into the computer. Uh, this is the, everybody's kind of looking this game to see if it's going to launch VR into the next, you know, stratosphere or something. Uh, but yeah, the fact that they also said that they're not done, I I think part of it's a tease. But yeah, uh, put it on PlayStation. I think they can keep putting that that if they put it on PSVR, <laughs> that would be awesome. But I think they're doing it to sell units of yes. uh, uh, to sell Steam VR. Yeah, I honestly forgot this was a thing. I honestly forgot this was a thing. I mean, it looks good. It looks good. I mean, I've liked so the VR that I've played, I've liked, but a lot of it is really lacking um and some of the vr games for the first like two years or so on playstation vr amounted to essentially like tech demos so seeing something like this that that's real um that actually looks like a real game is is pretty awesome you should play astrobot i probably should probably should is that on playstation astrobot that yeah yes yeah, the yeah. character from the uh from the dashboard it's supposed to be oh, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. best psvr game. other than beat saber you should definitely play beat saber too I'm, i've played it i played it uh, i didn't play it on playstation uh, vr but i i played it at a uh, dave and busters and i'm mm-hmm. like i think i should probably get this yes because uh, because dave and busters like it was just clunky and heavy and i don't mm-hmm. like it um yeah. stinks and i don't like it <laughs> uh speaking of things that stink mm-hmm. uh the coronavirus stinks yeah. uh and we've already kind of been speculating about how it's affecting the video game industry we we mentioned on the uh last week's show how they canceled gdc 
Um, they've uh, been there was a bunch of people who got out of PAX East. There is speculation right now. I didn't include it in the news drop because it's not official yet or anything like that. But there is a lot of wild uh, things going on that E3 may be canceled, which so, would be the end of E3. One, one piece of news on that, um, I am 8-Bit was originally supposed to be the event coordinator yeah. for that. And they, they've they've stepped back and they've been like, we wish them the best of luck. Have fun with your E3. So, yeah. uh, so the, that's already affecting the game industry. And we've all discovered that it's also, we talk a little bit of film and TV on this, on this podcast as well. It is expecting because China is the number two uh, movie market uh, and they've had a lot of shutters and stuff. It's expecting to hit a $5 billion hit uh on the on the worldwide movie industry and an indication of that was that no time to die the new james bond movie has been delayed from april uh all the way until november now not because anything has happened with the film there's nothing wrong with like the production crew or anything like that it's literally because if they were to release it next month all of the chinese theaters would be closed uh and so they would make no money on it releasing so they're literally giving up money in other countries like the United States so that they can potentially save some money uh, down the line. But it's still, that's like what, you know, one of the biggest movie releases of the, of, of early 2020 that is now just not coming out until later this year. You know what, you know what releases this month though, right? Uh, Mulan. Mulan oh, really? Release, Mulan releases at the end. Of I the did month. not know that. No, I thought I knew the Pixar movie was coming out, but uh, which one? Uh, the one with Tom Holland and oh, yeah. Onward. Uh, yes. Onward, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I want to so, see that one. I, I, I want to now. I didn't want to see it on the first trailer, but now that I've seen the subsequent trailers, I was like, okay, I get it. I, I get it. I want to see all Pixar movies. Yeah, inevitably, except for Cars Three. <laughs> Still haven't seen Cars Three. Yeah. <laughs> Whitney and I have a thing like when we see if you see an animated movie and you see that they're really pushing the cast, it's usually lacking. Um, like Shark Tale and other movies like that, where they're like really drumming up who 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 the voice actors are. Um, they usually tend to uh, to be really lacking because they have to get you in to see whoever you know Will Smith or whoever is going to be in it. Um, but I think Mulan's not going to do very well in the box office due to everything going on here, and that's a shame because it it looks, it looks really great. great. Yeah, it looks great. It's one it's one of the few like. It's not a remake in this case. They're actually just retelling the story as opposed yeah. to The Lion King and Aladdin. They actually kind of shot decided to make it a little bit original. Great. You know, yeah. no Mushu, uh, which is a shame. But uh, that's a bummer. So obviously coronavirus in general is a bummer. We don't really like to be too, too bummery, but we're a nerd podcast. So I wanted to make sure to bring it up. Like not only is it potentially affecting... Uh, console releases we haven't heard for sure yet but i'm i'm starting to think more and more that playstation 5 might get delayed that's why we're not hearing anything um series x might be full speed ahead but uh for those who don't know there's one company in china that makes like everything they make iphone they make uh, uh samsung phones they make the playstations they make switches they make they pretty much do everything and they, they've been impacted by this um which is that's one of the reasons that the uh, the stock in the tech industry and the stock in general has been affected. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
it's it's hitting the game industry. We now see it's hitting the the movie industry in a different way with movies that are already done, uh, and and so on. But just there's no there's no eyeballs to see them, and so they're like, what do we do? Um, it's crazy to to see like kind of this this impact where like obviously it's affecting lots and lots of people, but just this the the way that it kind of radiates out into uh, things that you kind of take for granted like you always kind of expect your entertainment mediums to be there and um they still are there but at the same time you know it could they could not be or they could be missing for a while it's crazy yeah yeah speaking of speaking of uh viruses that spread but on the fantasy uh side of it we got <laughs> it, to, to make to make light out of out of Boo. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah i did just gonna step away from this podcast now. You're welcome. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. <laughs> Let's talk. All about, right, finish your segue. I'll finish my segue. <laughs> Talking about uh, cinematic things and everything. Let's make a cinematic video game, TV series. Naughty Dogs uh, Uncharted has been in the works for movies, but we're getting uh, news: The Last of Us will have a television show. That's being made uh, for HBO from the creator of the sorry, it's being created. I don't like that that being created, but showrunner uh, Craig Mazin, who's uh, show, HBO's Chernobyl uh, series, going to cover the events of the original game. Uh, I don't like that it's going to cover the events of the original game, but I like that this will be a TV series because uh, The Walking Dead is should have ended by now. And I think this will be something refreshing that is still zombie esque, but shows more heart. Uh, I mean, he's definitely he's he's still definitely the show's creator. I mean, even if he's not the game's creator, Neil Druckmann yeah. is still being very credited with with the original stuff of the game. But uh, uh, the fact there's there's a couple things I hold out hope for. The fact that it's Craig Madsen and, mm -hmm. and Chernobyl was awesome. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's on HBO and HBO, generally speaking, doesn't put out anything like that's below like a seven. Like even their even their worst television is still better than a lot of people's best television. Um, but like you said, like why don't you just play the video game? I mean, I know that it's going to get out. There's plenty of people who don't play video games and everything. But whenever we're talking about this 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 story, like you're talking about the probably argue argue uh, probably the best representation of a cinematic video game in the history of yeah. video games. Uh I was trying to say probably, I was going to say arguably. Uh and we're going to take that and take the video game part out of it just so that we can make more money off of it. Yeah. Um, is it's kind of a bummer to me. I I'm not glad or I'm not glad or anything that anybody else is going to experience this story. Like it's a great story, but it was a great story because of what it, what it brought to video games, not necessarily what has been done previously or, or in the future on television. Um, but the fact that it remains is that I'm still gonna watch it because I can't help myself. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely gonna watch it, but uh, I'm I'm mostly concerned that I think they're gonna do like a bunch of filler and try to put in like extra extra stuff on top of it to to make it stretch out. So I'm hoping that'll be and and HBO's done this before where they do just like like if it was like just a five to seven episode just. I, I would like to see a, a, a very short version of this and 
I mean, it being HBO, they're they're probably not going to go above ten. And I think that there's enough content in the game for it to to stretch out like that. And if if somebody gets to experience the the Last of Us story that I did, well, if somebody gets to experience the Last of Us story that wouldn't have gotten to experience it otherwise, I say go for it. Yeah, so I I just like I like the way that even with uh, the Witcher um, TV series and the Witcher games, the Witcher books, we're getting similar tales. Like, not that we have to have a, a different tale of those characters, but I kind of would like to see some other characters in there. Maybe maybe we're going to get more characters as, if we get, like, eight or ten episodes. Maybe they are going to add more characters to the mix. Maybe we'll follow multiple and switch between them. I don't know. I want to know more about Bill. Bill was cool. I, I, I wanted more of Bill's story. I will I will say that even though I'm not particularly like thrilled with this coming out, I will say somebody that I listened to made a good point that this is a better option than what they're doing with Uncharted. Uh, with making an Uncharted movie, you're trying to condense, you know, even even though I know you're not they're not pulling any of stuff from Uncharted One, they might be pulling some stuff from Uncharted Four. But like you're trying to condense what is probably like a 10 to 15 hour video game into a two hour medium, whereas The Last of Us is another 10 to 15 hour video game. And they could probably do that into 10 to 15 hours on television. The Witcher, which I know that they haven't pulled, they were using the books for The Witcher mm -hmm. as opposed to the as opposed to Witcher 3. Yep. But they still they took a long running book series slash video game series and they didn't try and condense it down. There's already a, apparently a really bad Witcher movie in the past. But yep. in the in the case of the Netflix show and they, they, they've already confirmed season two and that's going to come out, uh, they are taking this and they are not trying to squish it. They are trying to say they're trying to give enough time to to really do that i think this should be the path going forward if we are this obsessed with taking video games even though they are already the greatest art form and the fact that you can play through a story yourself mm -hmm. but if we're going to take all these great video game stories and put them on uh on the screen putting them on what do you, what do you call it? they call the silver screen the movies what do they call tv the boob tubes i guess i don't know uh <laughs> they putting it into that medium to where you can flesh it out mm -hmm. and not try and push it down to that two to three hour uh, or less with, with action movies and stuff. I think that that's the way to go. Yeah, so if they're going to, if, if they're going to keep adapting these, put it on TV, not movies. Yeah. And specifically with the last of us, uh, some of the greatest moments in last of us were those quiet moments in between the action and, and with a movie, you wouldn't be able to do that. But but Can't just yeah, you to, might just you might get the giraffe scene. You might get the yeah. giraffe scene oh, in the movie. The giraffe scene. Everybody loves a giraffe scene. Yeah. That's yeah, the, yeah. that's one of the scenes where you're like, oh my god, this game's beautiful. Yeah, and and yeah, you don't get to breathe in a movie like that. Uh, and speaking of movies, I'm I'm really excited about this because we got we got more uh, not leaks, but we got a look at the Batmobile, and I love it. I feel like it's bringing sexy back right over here. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it's the new, the new bat suit. We already got to look at that and looks and uh, Owen put in here, uh, cause I, I, <laughs> I had to look up the character <laughs> looks what? like Bruce Wayne. I know looks like Bruce Wayne stole Dom Toretto's tra Dodge charger and gave it new upgrades. I was like, who's that? Oh yeah. Fast and furious. 
dumb Toretto, dude? <laughs> yeah, I dude. Threw, how did I, you I, not know who that was? Oh, come on. But Patrick's a movie. Per, like, I, okay, I just, I watched, I just like, assumed I was serving two. you. Yeah, that's still and the then, first uh, yeah. one is amazing yeah the first no, fast and the furious is fantastic first one's good the second one's okay and then they just kind of went off in this weird direction oh, you, now they're just to, embracing they it. drifted off course it. with the third one uh, you need to watch four four is great five is also great uh six and seven and not so much but uh i figured that was just a softball <laughs> that i was serving you there but honestly I guess it looks cool. I like the fact that it it, it isn't. I like the fact that it isn't over overly ridiculous. Kind yeah. of like the the tank from Nolan's series, where like yeah. there's no like except for when the lights turned off in the Dark Knight. There's no way that you could never not see the Batmobile. Yeah. Uh, in Nolan's series, at least in this one, where like you would you would probably have to double take on this car at night um, because it's a little more subtle. Sure um because it it seems like it would fit in a car lane it's not like taking up the whole entire road like uh it would be more uh, nimble and i know the whole idea of the the tumbler was like the mobility and everything i'm like no it's giant it's giant it's having to you're engineering to fight the giantness of it it gave me 60s vibes though it gave (laughs) me it gave me like really like in a a 2020 version of the 60s batmobile is what i felt um seeing this car uh i i continue to get more more excited about this series it was kind of a thing like i i still am a little batman fatigued um but the fact that they're avoiding joker and everything makes me happy the fact that uh they are taking it a different path we're not getting you know middle-aged batman we're trying to go for like a, a fresh Batman, hopefully we don't need to see him fall down the well again. Um, you, did you I'll, see him yeah. fall off his motorcycle? Oh, no. <laughs> not doing it. Uh, uh, it's a cool car. Uh, I like. I did like seeing more of the suit. That would honestly interest me more than the car, like just seeing, because before we only suit. saw like the yeah. cowl up, but yeah. now we're seeing kind of like how the whole entire suit's built out. And I like yeah. seeing that. There were some leaks of, uh, of them filming on a, uh, on a motorcycle and, uh, the two two notes of that were um one he had there are like little training wheels on the motorcycle and uh two he was going to a stop and he he like dropped his bike that's sad that's sad Sad. yeah poor bike poor bad (laughs) bike i think that i think it's probably the way they engineered it It it's probably like really heavy because it's a bunch of you know um additional things they were adding to the bike to to make it look a certain way um, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, but oh well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Let us know what you think about the new Batmobile, and are you gonna be playing the Final Fantasy VII demo if you haven't already? We'll see you guys later. Goodbye. Bye.